Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All news, all the time. This is 1010 Wins, New York. Good morning. We have sunshine, but it is cold out there. 28 degrees at 10 o'clock. I'm Bridget Quinn. Here's what's happening. The deadliest fire in the city since Happy Land. 19 people, including nine children, are dead. 1010 Wind spoke live with Mayor Adams about the charge that firefighters were understaffed because of COVID. You'll hear that coming right up on Newsline. Plus, our Glenn Chuck on the scene and the suspected cause of the tragedy, which has the Pope sending his condolences to New York. We will also speak live on Newsline with a former FDNY commissioner. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has COVID after a New Year's trip to Miami ahead. What Florida's governor is saying about that. A big U.S.-Russia meeting today with America's top peacemaker saying if Russia invades Ukraine, there will be massive consequences. On Wall Street, half hour into the open and the Dow down 391 points. AccuWeather, sunny but cold today. A high temperature around 25 and then it falls into the teens. Winds News Time, 10.01. Time for traffic and transit. And happy Monday, Karen Stewart. Yeah, happy Monday, Bridget. We're going to the Bronx first. Cross Bronx on the westbound side. Again, at the Alexander Hamilton Bridge, there is another accident. Two center lanes blocked. One of them is a uh, tanker truck that's out there. So, um, not surprisingly, it might not be quick uh, where this accident is cleared. So, we are heavy. On the Cross Bronx Expressway, on the jam cam here, the delays are going back to the Bronx River Parkway. We are also heavy on the northbound side of the Harlem River Drive, trying to get up into the GW Bridge. We've got an accident there as well. So the inbound George is fine. So is the inbound Holland and Lincoln as we check what you need to know about the bridges and tunnels. The Williamsburg is jammed inbound. The inbound 59th Street Bridge is pretty heavy. And we are heavy on the westbound BQE from the LIE down to Flushing Avenue and then bumper to bumper from Flushing to Atlantic Avenue. And the inbound Gowanus BQE Eastbound is jammed from 39th Street up into Atlantic Avenue, like bumper to bumper. We're also very heavy still on the westbound Bell Parkway. Delays start at Rockaway Boulevard, and they go out to the area right before Cross Bay Boulevard. Things are very, very heavy there. The Belt westbound at 130th, keep in mind, also has construction with various lanes closed. Uh, it just started, and it goes on until 2. Plus, on Staten Island, um, we do have an accident over on the West Shore, northbound at Fresh Kills. That thing's been there for 
for a while, and we do have slow traffic into the area. Traffic and transit every 10 minutes around the clock. I'm Karen Stewart on 1010 Winds. It is a Monday. It is the 10th of January. You are listening to Newsline. I'm Bridget Quinn, and New York is a city in mourning on this Monday. Nine children are among the 19 killed in a fire in the Bronx, which has Pope Francis offering his condolences, sending a telegram to Cardinal Dolan. It is the city's deadliest place since the Happy Land Inferno, where 87 people died in a fire in March of 1990. This morning, doctors are working to save the lives of several people gravely injured in the high-rise fire, believed to have been started by an electric space heater. Some 200 firefighters responded. FDNY Uniformed Firefighters Association President Andrew Ansborough says the fire could have been put out faster if a number of firefighters had not been out sick with COVID. Tenton Wins Morning Drive anchor Lee Harris interviewed Mayor Adams and got his response. We always do an analysis of the manpower to determine do we have the proper manpower responding. And I saw a good uh, level of police and firefighters on the scene and EMS employees. But we will continue to analyze to make sure we can always do a better job no matter what we do in the city. So at this point, do you have any reason to believe that the crews were short? No, not at all. Well, because the fire ripped through the whole building, firefighters, some working with a dwindling oxygen supply, found victims on every floor. Let's get more now from the scene of the tragedy from our Glenn Chuck. Glenn? And Bridget, you know, when I uh, catch up with these residents now, one by one here, every single one of them has a story about how they got out of this building. And it's so terrifying to listen and just to speak to these folks who've been here in this building, many of them for uh, many decades. In fact, I spoke with Tessie, uh, who uh, lives with her husband on the fourth floor, has been here 31 years, and said that they just couldn't believe what's happening here. They're looking around outside, trying to still find neighbors that are missing. She describes how she got out. It was a knock on the door from the FDNY. I was making my breakfast at 11 o'clock. And there was smoke coming up under the door. My brother asked me, what, what am I burning? And I said, I'm not burning anything. Then we saw the smoke coming up under the door. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I really don't know right now. I had so many people calling me to make sure that we were okay. She's just staring out here, kind of looking at the building and wondering where her neighbors are, Bridget. Uh, they felt helpless, they said, when they watched neighbors who were trapped in the uh, stairways and the hallways. Then it took them hours, hopefully, to come out, and they never did. So, uh, again, these are the stories that we're seeing here. A lot of heartache, certainly, but they're getting a lot of help. And among those who will be visiting soon, we're told uh, Cardinal Dolan uh, will also be here uh, to do what he can to try to... Uh, bring this community together. It's such a difficult time just watching somebody else right now uh, crying and hugging some of their neighbors. Bridget? Yeah, the Cardinal heading over there, Glenn, after getting that message from the Pope this morning. By the way, about the help for the survivors, we will be talking live about that on Newsline coming up at 1015 with Bronx Congressman Richie Torres. Joining us live right now on Newsline is former FDNY Commissioner Thomas Von Essen. We thank you for being here. We've been hearing that a malfunctioning electric space heater is to blame. Mr. Von Essen, can you explain how that could cause a fire like this? Well, describing it as a malfunctioning space heater, I'm not sure if that was the case or it was just in an overloaded socket. Um, They probably will be able to tell that with more study. But no matter what, normally what happens is people put a space heater into uh, an outlet that's designed for just that space heater. And um, they may have a television in it. They may have lights in it. They may have who knows what else in it. And it just overloads and heats up next to a mattress that got that caught fire when it sparked. 
and then uh, you're off to the races with a, a tragedy. Mostly could have been prevented because it doesn't make any sense that that much smoke could get throughout that building if uh, doors were closed like they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be self-closing doors on the stairwells. Uh, we want people to go down the stairs, not use elevators, but first choice, we want them to stay in an apartment in a fire like that because it's a fireproof building. Stay in your apartment. Uh, I guess if they had better ways of communicating, we tried to get legislation over 20 years ago to get uh, voice messages through the speaker system and uh, hallways that the fire chief could tell everybody, stay in your apartment. The fire's on the second floor or the third floor. You're okay on the 10th, 11th, 12th. So there's, you know, things that can be done, but uh, this is unfortunately unnecessary, uh, horrible tragedy with so many people affected. Yeah, about those doors, as far as I understand it, the older buildings don't have doors that automatically swing shut. And that might have been the part of the problem here. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, misinformation going around. I hear the owners saying the doors were self-closing. The fire commissioner said they were also, but... I when well, they were not sure about that apartment. So whether or not people, you know, chopped the doors open or they were uh, working uh, improperly, it'll take a while to figure all of that out. That's that's part of the investigation. Does it make sense to you, though, from what you've heard about this, that uh, these would not have been self-closing doors, as the owners say? No, it doesn't. It, it makes uh, total sense to me that they should be. Whether or not they were, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the door. It slams behind you. So they do things to prevent that from happening. Uh, you don't know. I mean, they'll have to they'll have to figure it out to have that much smoke, though, throughout that building. Uh, that's just not the way it's supposed to be. We are also hearing that the building did have smoke alarms, but some of the residents who uh, were lucky enough to get out said that they ignored them because the alarms were so common in that building. Uh, we're on live with former fire commissioner Thomas Von Essen. What do you make of that, sir? Well, we don't know if it's true or not. I mean, you hear that, you know, you hear so many things now after a fire like this. It's such, so tragic. Um, that'll be investigated if it's true. Um, then, you know, it shouldn't be. Um, there's, there's people who are responsible for that. There's, there's fire inspectors, there's building inspectors, there's those alarms not supposed to be going off all the time. Why? Why are they going off? There's smoke in the hallways, smoke in the apartments, what from cooking, you can open your window and less than that. So there's communication issues, I think, with a lot of folks in this building also that people were talking about yesterday. I know the Fire Foundation and the FDNY does a great job of educating the communities uh, on how to, you know, there's PSAs that are available. They'll be out all over the neighborhood today. Unfortunately, it's always after a tragedy. But there's PSAs in, uh, available that uh, educate people and tell them what to do in these types of things. And, you know, everybody's got a little bit of responsibility to make sure that that happens. Do you believe that they would have been using the electric space heaters if they hadn't had a problem with not getting enough heat in the building? Or is that something people just go ahead and do anyway? Uh, who knows? I mean, uh, I know my wife and I both have different versions of what warm and cold is. So, uh, you know, you, you could be in a bedroom, it's in the back um, or a drafty window. So you get a space heater. It's usually not the fault of the space heater. It's 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 being used improperly. And um, that's usually the problem. Could it have been a defective or, or a malfunctioning space heater? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, before we go uh, back to the issue of those closing doors, bottom line, is it a violation to have a building like that where the doors do not close? 
Well, again, you have to um, pull out the file. Somebody mentioned yesterday it was built on the federal guidelines. Uh, Some of the federal guidelines are different than the New York City uh, fire code. So you've got to pull out the file. You've got to check and see what they were required to have and whether or not it was inspected properly, whether or not they've had violations. You don't know any of that. It's unfair, really, to... um, you know, to, to imply that anything was done wrong at this point until the investigation is complete. We thank you so much for your time this morning. Former FDNY Commissioner Thomas Von Essen live with us on Newsline. Thank you. You're welcome. Wins News Time 1011. Time for an update on traffic and transit. Here's Karen Stewart. Well, let's start off with some good news. Long Island's big three are excellent. We look great on the LIE, northern state and the southern state. Uh, No uh, mid-morning, late-morning construction has begun yet. We're doing well in Westchester, and we look great in Rockland County. We really do. And as we check what you need to know about the bridges and tunnels, uh, we're safe and good to go at the uh, Mario Cuomo. South of Westchester, northern of Rockland County, really no big problems. Now, over at the GW Bridge, uh, inbound GW Bridge is looking good. The outbound George Washington Bridge has between a 30 and 40 minute wait from the cross bronx westbound yes there are construction uh going on on both levels back to jersey the lincoln and holland are 10 inbound and outbound we've got road work on the bronx bound throgs neck the right lane is closed likely till about three o'clock this afternoon and the brooklyn bound verrazano's upper level has got construction there with a new traffic pattern going on outbound pulaski skyway jerseyans over at uh, the tunnel and traffic circle into raymond boulevard in newark construction in the right lane and southbound one and nine at 78 accident over to the left-hand side. Northern suburbs, uh, the only uh, caveat that we've got to those great-looking Westchester County roadways, I failed to mention, is in Kent, which is still dealing with an accident investigation on 301 at Dixon Road. Other than that, again, we look great in Westchester and Rockland counties, no problems. All the major metropolitan commuter lines are good. We still have issues with an MTA investigation going on that are slowing down the Bronx-bound twos and both directions of the threes. I'm Karen Stewart. Next report in less than 10 on 1010 Winds. Let's get the AccuWeather update, and we are in for a cold afternoon, meteorologist Matt Benz. Yeah, those temperatures falling despite that sunshine that we're seeing right now, falling down to around 25 degrees for the start of this evening's commute, and there could be a flurry around as well, especially late afternoon into this evening. AccuWeather rail field temperatures mostly in the teens for this afternoon. Tonight, a flurry or two early, then it turns cold and breezy, clearing skies low of 16 degrees, rail field temperatures near or below zero at times, brisk and bitterly cold for tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow could be one of our coldest January days since 2019, a high of just 19 degrees factor in the wind. Real feels near zero in the morning, single digits for the afternoon. Good news. We warm up for Wednesday with some sunshine, a high of 36, and temperatures continue to rebound for Thursday with a high of 39, perhaps a late-day flurry or snow shower as well. Currently, it's 28 degrees in Central Park. Northwest winds still howling, gusting to 25 miles per hour. Repeating, the current temperature is 28, falling down to 25 by the end of the day in Midtown. I'm meteorologist Matt Benz on New York's weather station, 1010 Winds. And coming right up on 1010 Winds Newsline, we will speak live with the Bronx congressman about help for the families devastated by that deadly fire. Monday, 10th of January, and let's continue our coverage on Newsline this morning of that horrible fire in a high-rise in the Bronx. And joining us live on 1010 Winds Newsline is Bronx Congressman Richie Torres. Uh, Congressman, thank you for being here. I understand you are going to be announcing some new help for the victims and the families. Tell us what. Well, I'm going to join my colleagues in announcing that we're coming together as a coalition uh, to ensure that the victims have access to services, have access to housing, 
Um, but we also want to establish a legislative task force that will examine what policies can be put in place to improve fire safety and housing to prevent a repeat of history. Right. Let's talk about fire safety a bit. And one of the focuses this morning is on that issue of whether the doors automatically close. As far as I understand it, newer buildings have to have those automatically closing doors so the smoke and fire doesn't spread through the building. Uh, The owners of this building say that the doors were self-closing. Can you shed any light on that? Uh, the, the, the property owner has said that the doors were self-closing or supposed to be self-closing, but that's the unanswered question at the heart of the investigation. As you know, the fire originated from a malfunctioning electric heater in a duplex on the third floor of a 19-story building, Twin Parks Northwest. Uh, both the apartment door and the stairwell door were left open, causing the smoke to spread rapidly and widely throughout the building. And since the building has no fire escapes, and since the stairwell was full of smoke, tenants had no means of escape, right? They were tenants who became seriously ill or died from severe smoke inhalation, from cardiac and respiratory arrest. So I have two messages. First, be careful with the use of space heaters, which is an extreme fire hazard, Uh, Heating fires are the second most common category of fires in homes, second only to cooking fires. According to the National Fire Protection Association, uh, most home heating fires involve the use of space heaters. And according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, uh, there are 25,000 residential fires every year associated with the use of space heaters. In my opinion, the risk far outweighs the benefit of these space heaters and people should avoid them altogether. Second, in the event of a fire, close the door because closing the door means preventing the spread of the fire and the smoke. If the smoke and fire conditions are left to spread, lives will be lost. Right, and and about the doors, Congressman, will your task force also be looking at any potential legislation to make older buildings have to upgrade to this automatic closing door system? In my opinion, every single building in the country should have what I consider 21st century standards of fire safety, a sprinkler system, self-closing doors, uh, safety knobs on stoves, a functioning smoke alarm and fire alarm system. Uh, These should be, these are essential features of fire safety that should be present in every building. All right, Congressman Richie Torres, I wanted to ask you before we go, uh, do you have any insight as to whether the owners, not the owners, the tenants of this building were using a space heater because they didn't have enough heat from the owner? Uh, We received reports that there was, in fact, heat. But, you know, even if the landlord is providing the legal minimum of heat required, There are tenants who find that to be inadequate and who therefore will turn to a space heater to generate more heat. You know, there are tenants who are hypersensitive to the cold and therefore resort to the use of space heaters, which is an extreme fire hazard. Right. And also, you're going to be announcing some help, some uh, non-perishable goods and and toiletries and such for the people who lost their homes. 
Yeah, so my colleagues and I are going to allow our offices to function as collection sites, donation sites. So I'm collaborating closely with Borough President Vanessa Gibson, uh, with Council Member Oswald Feliz, with Assembly Member Udelka Tapia. Uh, so all of us are going to be collecting donations. Uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, don't, uh, donations on behalf of the families. All right, Congressman, and uh, we're going to have our our newsroom uh, be in touch with you and get information that we can put up on our website to help anybody affected by this. We thank you so much for your time, Congressman from the Bronx, Richie Torres. Thank you. Thank you. Winds News Time 1021, an update for you next on Traffic and Transit from Karen Stewart. All right, uh, we're going to the northern suburbs first. Route 301 in Kent remains closed both ways. Accident investigation is going on there at Dixon Road. Again, all lanes closed both ways there. Now in Wappinger, southbound Route 9 at 104 New Hackensack Road. We've got an accident. One lane may be blocked there. There are slowdowns, uh, nothing too enormous or heavily delayed. Not like we've got on the northbound Hutchinson Parkway. We've got road work. It's up between Lincoln Avenue and the Cross County. And we are jammed from a little bit back before Colonial Avenue, almost back to Route 1 on the northbound side of the Hutch. And we've even got eastbound Cross County Parkway delays trying to get out into the Hutchinson River Parkway. So we are jammed up there on the Hutch and the eastbound Cross County where they meet up. And again, those northbound Hutch delays almost start back at Route 1, bumper to bumper. Speaking of which, uh, we've got those kind of delays, too, on the northbound Deegan. From back at uh, St. Anne's, we're jammed trying to get up into Yankee Stadium, where we've got road work going on there. And the outbound GW Bridge is about a 25-minute wait from the Cross Bronx West, where we've got heavy traffic from back at the Sheridan Expressway, mainly to the Alexander Hamilton Bridge. Alternate side parking rules and regulations in effect today. I'm Karen Stewart on 1010 Winds. Fire officials say some loss of life in that horrific blaze in the Bronx could have been avoided to people feeling the fire, fleeing the fire that clo- had closed their doors behind them. Mayor Eric Adams was live on Tintin Winds this morning. The closing of the door is <clears throat> imperative. I remember as a child hearing that uh, commercial and PSA over and over again, close the door, close the door. We're going to double down on that and institute a program in our schools, uh, senior centers. 19 dead, nine of them children in the high-rise in the Tremont section. More from the scene for Newsline Glenshuck. For this resident named Tessie who lives on the fourth floor, she thought Sunday morning was like every other Sunday morning in the 31 years she's lived here. It suddenly and dramatically changed. I was making my breakfast at 11 o'clock and there was smoke coming up under the door. My brother asked me, Why, what am I burning? And I said, I'm not burning anything. Then we saw the smoke coming up under the door. She says minutes after that, she got a knock on the door. The firefighter came and knocked on the door, and he asked us if we wanted to come out. And we told him yes, so I just put that mix, have on this, my clothes, and I just left. I left the bag with the medication and everything. He brought us down in the elevator. As they mourn the loss of their neighbors and try themselves to move forward, Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins with the fire scene in the Bronx. A man riding a motorized scooter has been struck and left for dead by a driver on the FDR. The man on the scooter hit by the car near East 106th Street at about 10 o'clock last night. The driver took off. The scooter driver in critical condition. If you know anything, you can give Crime Stoppers a call. Winds News Time 1024. 
I'm Lee Harris with Talk and Tech. General Motors has unveiled its new electric pickup, the Chevy Silverado EV. CEO Mary Barra made the announcement at CES, formerly the Consumer Electronics Show. It will offer a revolutionary mix of capability, performance, safety, flexibility, and design that catapults this electric truck into a category of its own, while offering a GM-estimated range of at least 400 miles on a full charge. GM says the commercial version of the Silverado EV will start at around $40,000 and will be available in the spring of next year. The luxury consumer version will go on sale in the fall of 2023, starting at more than $100,000. Talk and Tech, I'm Lee Harris, and for more, click on podcasts at 1010wins.com. And that brings us to Bloomberg Money Watch on 1010 Wins. Good morning, Steve Potisk. Good morning, Bridget. Well, if you carry a credit card balance, do you know what your interest rate is? According to a new bank rate survey, two out of five people have no idea what they're paying to carry that balance. Experience says the average credit card balance is just over 5500 bucks, and someone paying the minimum at the Fed's estimated average rate of just over 17%. Well, that would mean carrying that debt for more than 16 years and paying 6500 bucks at interest. Now, as companies start warning about an Omicron hit to profits... Ouch, the Dow tumbling 523 points, nearly 1.5%. NASDAQ down 331. S&P sinking about 81 points. Bloomberg Money Watch at 26 and 56 past every hour. I'm Steve Potusk for 1010 Wins. Coming up at the bottom of the hour here on 1010 Wins Newsline, we will speak live with Gilbert Gottfried remembering his friend, Bob Saget. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.